Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church here in Spencer, Iowa, and we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod coming to you this Wednesday evening on the 17th of March, where tonight, even though it's St. Patrick's Day, (laughs) happy St. Patrick's Day to you all, uh, but tonight we continue our series, The Lord's Prayer in the Lord's Passion. And tonight we look at the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer, which is, give us this day our daily bread. And Luther teaches this as kind of related to the first article, where God creates all that we need for this life. He gives us all that we need for for our bodily support and needs. So house, home, food, drink, uh, spouse, children, good rulers, good government. And tonight, as we look at this petition in the Lord's Prayer. We look at it in our Lord's Passion in John 19, in our Lord's crucifixion and where his side is pierced. And so as we look at this, we see that the Lord provides us not only with our daily bread that we need for this life, he also provides us with the bread that we need for the life to come, the bread which comes from heaven and is given to us on the cross as his body is given and his blood is spilled there. And so we'll look at that here uh, in our sermon as we, as we study Give Us This Day Our Daily Bread, the fourth petition in our Lord's Passion, as told in John 19. With that, let's go ahead and begin our Vesper service this evening with a hymn, Stricken, Smitten, and Afflicted.
open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise to thee, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Thou sendest forth thy Spirit, they are created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all, the earth is full of thy riches. So is this great and wide sea, wherein are things creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts. There go the ships, there is that Leviathan, whom thou hast made to play therein. These wait all upon thee, that which thou givest them they gather. Thou openest thine hand, they are filled with good. Thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die, and return to their dust. Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. He looketh on the earth, and it trembleth. He toucheth the hills, and they smoke. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Let the sinners be consumed out of the earth, and let the wicked be no more. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thou sendest forth thy Spirit, they are created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. The Epistle, for this fourth midweek Vespers in Lent, is written in the thirteenth chapter of Hebrews, beginning at the seventh verse. Brothers, remember your leaders, men who spoke to you the word of God, and considering the results of their conduct, imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't be carried away by various and strange teachings, for it is good that the heart is established by grace, not by food, through which those who were so occupied were not benefited. We have an altar from which those who serve the holy tabernacle have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as an offering for sin are burned up outside the camp. Therefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people through his own blood, suffered outside of the gate. Let's therefore go out to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For we don't have here an enduring city, but we seek that which is to come. Through him, then, let's offer up a sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of lips, which proclaim allegiance to his name. But don't forget to be doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices 
God is well pleased. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The Small Catechism. The Lord's Prayer. The Fourth Petition. What is the fourth petition? Give us this day our daily bread. What does this mean? God gives daily bread, even without our prayer, to all wicked men. But we pray in this petition that he would lead us to know it and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. What is meant by daily bread? Everything that belongs to the support and wants of the body, such as meat, drink, clothing, shoes, house, homestead, field, cattle, money, goods, a pious spouse, pious children, pious servants, pious and faithful magistrates, good government, good weather, peace, health, discipline, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 19th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. So they took Jesus and led him away. He went out, bearing his cross, to the place called the Place of the Skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him, and with him two others, on either side one, and Jesus in the middle. Pilate wrote a title also and put it on the cross. There was written, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Therefore, many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. The chief priests of the Jews therefore said to Pilate, Don't write the King of the Jews, but... He said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to every soldier a part, and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from the top throughout. Then they said to one another, Let's not tear it but cast lots for it to decide whose it will be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They parted my garments among them, for my cloak they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. But standing by Jesus' cross were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Therefore when Jesus saw his mother, and the disciple whom he loved standing there. He said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, seeing that all things were now finished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I am thirsty. Now a vessel full of vinegar was set there. So they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Therefore the Jews, because it was the day of preparation, so that the bodies wouldn't remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, 
asked of Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Therefore the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they didn't break his legs. However, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. He who has seen this has testified, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth that you may believe. For these things happen that the scripture might be fulfilled. A bone of him will not be broken. Again, another scripture says, They will look on him whom they pierced. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God for he is gracious and merciful. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, for he is gracious and merciful. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, for he is gracious and merciful.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lord gave us his prayer when he taught the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, and in Luke, when his disciples asked him to teach them how to pray. Since our Lord taught us, his church, to pray this prayer, his prayer, we can also assume that Christ would have been praying this prayer himself. So we know our Lord also prayed with his disciples, give us this day our daily bread. Now, Luther, in his small catechism, which we read just a bit ago, tells us what this means. Luther says, God gives daily bread even without our prayer to all wicked people. That is, God makes it rain on the just and the unjust alike. He gives earthly blessings in this life to those who are baptized and those who are not. But Luther continues, We pray in this petition that he would lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. And Christ himself, did he not show us who provides him and us with our daily bread with how he lived? At the beginning of Lent, we read about Christ's 40 days in the wilderness. And despite great hunger and great temptation... Our Lord refused to take what the Father had not given him by turning stones into bread. Instead, he lived, he lived off of the word of God alone. And at the end of the temptation, angels were sent by the Father to minister to him, assumingly also to nourish him. So no doubt, the Son gave thanks for the daily bread which came from the Father. And so Christ, we know, prayed his prayer throughout his ministry, perhaps even in Golgotha. Give us this day our daily bread. But as we hear John 19 and our Lord's passion, as we look over it again here in this sermon, ask yourselves, as God in heaven gives daily bread even to all wicked people, where is the Father giving daily bread to the Son here in John 19? The last time our Lord had eaten before John 19 was the night before when he instituted the Last Supper. The last time he had slept was the night before that. What daily bread was Christ receiving? as our Lord was whipped and scourged before all people, leaving his body in shreds, pieces of flesh hanging off of his body, blood pouring out of his wounds from his head on down. Ask yourself, where is the Father giving to our Lord all that he needs to enjoy his daily bread, as Luther puts it? As our Lord prayed, give us this day our daily bread before his passion. Where is the Father answering this prayer for the Son? As after being whipped and scourged, he then had to carry his own cross, made of heavy steel and wood, all the way from where he was whipped to up on Golgotha, the place of the skull. Where is the Father giving our Lord his daily bread as the soldiers, mocking him, drove the nails into his hands and through his feet, 
as they lifted the cross with him upon it and set it into the earth, jolting our Lord's body. Our Lord's body, which on the cross looked more like a worm than a man. Luther goes on, in his small catechism, by the way, to explain that when we pray for our daily bread, that this includes everything that belongs to the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, field, cattle, money, goods, a pious spouse, pious children, pious servants, pious and faithful rulers, good government, good wealth, peace, health, discipline, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. But as our Lord prayed, give us this day our daily bread, hear what he suffered, starting in verse 23. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things. Now in this passage, see how our Lord hangs there on the cross. And what things were he receiving here to support the needs of his body? He had no clothing. Even his cloak was stolen from him and divided among pagan soldiers. Even his tunic was ripped off of him as they mocked him by casting lots for it. Where, as he hung on the cross there, where was the house, home, field, money, and goods for our Lord? Even in his ministry, he had no place to lay his head or call home. On the cross, he hangs before the world in his nakedness, his poverty and shame. Even the little that he had in this life, the cloak, the tunic, was going to those putting him to death. He was up on the cross with nothing. Total poverty. Where was the pious spouse, children, servants, good friends, and neighbors that Luther says we pray for in this prayer? They're nowhere to be found. His own disciples fled from him and scattered when he was betrayed. His own disciple denied him three times as he was on trial. The only ones he had with him at the cross were his mother and John, the disciple whom he loved. Even then, Jesus gave his mother to John and John to his mother, making him her son and her his mother, leaving him then with nobody. He ensured Mary and John would receive their daily bread by making them family to each other, even as he was receiving nothing. As our Lord hung on the cross, there was no pious spouse, because the church, as we saw from the fleeing of the disciples, included now no one but Christ alone being crucified. There were no children, because not even his own mother or disciple were his any longer in terms of family. There were no servant or friends or neighbors, because around him there were only enemies, which encircled him like barking dogs. Where was the good government for our Lord, which we pray for in this petition? Instead, for our Lord, there was only the Jewish leaders who demanded his crucifixion, 
There was only Pilate, who, rather than serving justice, gave the crowds what they wanted and washed his hands of it to save his own hide. And then there were the Roman soldiers who mocked him, scourged him, crucified him. There was no good government here for our Lord. But instead, corrupt leadership, corrupt government, the weight of the Jewish nation and the Roman Empire weighing down on him. So the soldiers did all these things. But the father was taking away everything from the son, not giving him any daily bread. In the small catechism, Luther explains that from this petition, we ask for everything, all needs for the body, including food and drink, good weather, peace, health, everything needed to spend our days in peace and quiet. But as our Lord prayed for daily bread throughout his ministry, maybe even at the beginning of his passion, here is how it ended. Here's what happened after he gave Mary and John to each other, starting in verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was finished, said, to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished, and bowed his head and gave up his spirit. After all the physical torment, the beatings, the blood loss, the strain now on his heart, the difficulty of his lungs just to breathe, now his body, after facing all that torment, thirsted. But instead of the father giving the son water or sweet wine to drink, something to quench his thirst, all that is offered to our Lord is sour wine on a hyssop branch. Sour wine that won't refresh. Sour wine that only makes thirst and the torment worse. Makes everything more unbearable. So as our Lord says, I thirst, and after he prayed, give us this day our daily bread. See how the Father, in our Lord's passion, deprives our Lord of everything that he gives even to the evil ones in our day. He deprives our Lord of everything that he gives evil people even today. The things that he gives in support of need, in support of and need of the body. Here on the cross, the Father deprives our Lord of food, drink, clothing, house, home, field, cattle, money, goods, a pious spouse, good government, good weather, peace, and so on. Did you catch that? Even good weather was deprived of him. As the sun stopped giving its light while he hung on the cross and darkness covered the land in the midst of earthquakes. That's what it was like as he said, it is finished. Luther says that this petition, give us this day our, day our daily bread, is aimed against our chief enemy, the devil. But see, even as we study this petition, in light of John 19, see how our Lord bows his head and gives up the spirit as his enemies around him Smile and dance, the devil included. Why would the Father deprive Christ of all daily bread? Why would Christ pray this prayer when he knew he would be deprived of all things in his passion? That this prayer would go seemingly unanswered. Not even that, but as if the Father were working against giving the Son his daily bread. 
here on the cross. Well, that's true. As Luther explains in the Catechisms, that our Father in Heaven does give daily bread to us, His children, and even to all those who are evil. It is also true that daily bread is all the temporal blessings we need to be sustained in this life. Luther is right that we do ask for that in this petition. But this petition goes even deeper than that. Now, some who look at our Lord's passion and death will say that he suffered and endured much more spiritually than physically. But this misses the point. Instead, as we see just how much our Lord was deprived of all daily bread, we are shown in this how much he was also deprived spiritually from the Father. The physical torment of our Lord cannot be divorced from the spiritual torment. Just as the Father completely deprived the Son physically of every bodily need, so the Father completely deprived the Son spiritually of all love and every spiritual need. So that in taking our sins and paying the price of our guilt, our Lord was damned by the Father, both physically and spiritually. The physical deprivation and death gives us a window into seeing the spiritual deprivation and death that our Lord suffered, so that as he drank the dregs of the sour wine to his suffering, so he also drank the dregs of the Father's wrath for us to his suffering, to his punishment. Both drinking the sour wine and of the Father's wrath was taking the punishment and guilt for our sins. And here, how St. John ends our gospel. He says, starting in verse 31, Since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled, not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says, they will look on him whom they have pierced. You see, as our Lord prayed, give us this day our daily bread, he was not praying for himself. He was praying for his church. He was praying that the church receive daily bread at the family dinner table and at the altar. Because just as Christ's physical and spiritual torment cannot be divorced from each other, neither can the Christian's earthly eating and drinking, our earthly daily bread, be divorced from this heavenly eating and drinking, the heavenly daily bread at the altar. One always points to the other. In Christ, one will always lead to the other.
So when Christ prayed, give us this day our daily bread, he was asking to drink from the dregs of the sour wine and the cup of wrath. As he prayed, give us this day our daily bread, he was asking the Father that in his death and by his resurrection, he may be the bread of life come from heaven to us. As he prayed, give us this day our daily bread, he was praying to have his side pierced so that his flesh, when his side is pierced, may be given, so that his blood may be poured into the cup, so that the water from his side may cleanse us. He was praying in this petition that he, as the bread of life, may give his body as true food and his blood as true drink to his church, so that he may abide in us and us in him, so we may be forgiven our sins, so we may be raised with him on the last day. As our Lord's side was pierced, as the blood and water poured from his side, the Father was answering our Lord's prayer, saying, Yes, yes, for in this piercing of your side I will give your body and as true food and blood as true drink, to your church in every time and every place where they gather. The church is living in darker and darker times. As we pray for our daily bread, we may notice it slipping from our tables. That is, in order to remain faithful, we may begin losing good government. We might be losing peace or even our own husbands or wives, our children, our rulers, our good friends, our neighbors. As we remain in the faith, we may find all these things turn on us. We may lose our jobs. And with losing our jobs, the food and drink off of our very tables. But this doesn't happen to our, to our judgment. For Christ took all that in his suffering. Our suffering now happens to the glory of God. So do not think that when persecution comes, our Lord has stopped giving you the daily bread for which we pray. Because even if we miss the food and drink off of our table, as long as the body of our Lord is given to us from the cross on this altar, as long as his blood continues to pour from his side into our chalice, there is our Father in heaven answering us as he answered his Son, saying, Yes, yes, for in the piercing of my son's side, I give to you his church. I give to you his body to eat and his blood to drink every time you gather around to eat and drink of it. May our Father in heaven continue to give us this bread of life, which is his son every Sunday. May he give it to us daily where we need it daily. May we continue to receive it often in this eighth day of his new creation until he comes again and ends this day. Give us this day our daily bread. May we continue to receive our Lord here in the bread and the wine until he comes again. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven 
where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. We continue with the creed and the prayer. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. O Lord God Almighty, who has commanded the evening and the morning and the noontide to be called one day, and has bid the sun to know his going down. Pierce, we beseech you, the darkness of our hearts, that as you shed your rays, we may acknowledge you to be very God and light everlasting. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. 
Be gracious to us. Spare us, good Lord. Be gracious to us. Help us, good Lord. From all sin, good Lord, deliver us. From all error, good Lord, deliver us. From all evil, good Lord, deliver us. From the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, from pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and from rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death. Good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, help us, good Lord. By your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, in all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death and in the day of judgment. Help us, good Lord. We poor sinners implore you to hear us, O Lord. To rule and govern your holy Christian church, we implore you to hear us, good Lord to preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your word and in holiness of life, to put an end to all schisms and causes of offense, to bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful laborers into your harvest, to accompany your word with your spirit and grace to raise those who fall and to strengthen those who stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to give all nations peace and concord, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our President Joseph and all in authority to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, to protect and guide all who travel, to preserve all women in the perils of childbirth, to increase the happiness of all mothers with infant children in their blessings to defend and provide for all fatherless children and widows, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage and those innocently imprisoned, and to have mercy upon all men. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts, to give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth, and graciously to hear our prayers. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we implore you to hear us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, 
have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. Do not reward us according to our iniquities. O God, merciful Father, you have promised to hear the prayers of all who, in repentance, called out to you. Graciously hear us so that all evils which beset us may be of no avail, that we, your servants, may evermore give thanks to you in your holy church. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord, enter not into judgment with your servant, for in your sight shall no man be justified. Almighty God, you know we live in the midst of so many dangers that in our frailty we cannot stand upright. Grant strength and protection to support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. Spare us, O Lord, and mercifully forgive our sins. Though by our continual transgressions we have merited your chastisements, be gracious to us. Grant that all these punishments, which we have deserved, may not come upon us, but that all things may work to our everlasting good. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen.
Thank you for joining us this evening in our Vesper service. We pray that the word of the Lord heard here continues to be a blessing to you throughout the rest of this week. We will be back again this Sunday, the 21st, as we celebrate the fifth Sunday in Lent, also known as Judica. And we'll continue in John. We'll stay in John. And this Sunday, we'll cover John chapter 8, where Jesus talks about himself being the light of the world and what Abraham saw and was glad to see. We'll also be back next Wednesday night with our last midweek Vesper service of Lent. And we'll continue the series, The Lord's Prayer in the Lord's Passion, as we look at the fifth petition, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, even though next week is our last midweek Vesper service, the series The Lord's Prayer in the Lord's Passion will continue into Monday, Thursday of Holy Week and Good Friday of Holy Week. And then after that, we celebrate Easter. So it is right around the corner. If you are someone who lives in Spencer, please know you are welcome to join us every Wednesday night at 6.30 this week and next week or every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, and also our Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday services, if you'd like to attend with us, is at 6.30 in the evening on both days. All the music for the hymns this morning comes from smallchurchmusic.com. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church in Spencer or at CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this service, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for these podcasts or would like to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses at the top of the bulletin, which is included in a link with this podcast. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.